Hello and welcome to Get to Know Galway. In this podcast, I will be bringing you some of the amazing businesses and the people behind them who supply our international business tours here in Galway. My name is Rose Finn from Galway Convention Bureau and in today's programme, I am joined by Brian Nolan, tourist guide and storyteller extraordinaire from Galway Walks here in Galway. My pleasure. Uh, It's great to see you all here. I'm uh, really thrilled to be addressing you today. Uh, I haven't talked to a stranger for months, <laughs> it feels like, and uh, Zoom calls are so different, we've, we've all gotten used to them now, and you know, Zooming is a means of storytelling, and uh, I suppose it should become natural to me, but I love the interaction with people, and particularly I love the interaction with people who've just arrived into Galway uh, for their, their visit, their tour, whatever it would be. I, I'm, I'm Brian Nolan, Galway Walks, Walking Tours of Galway. And while I do a lot of walking and talking myself, uh, I have a loosely based group of perhaps 10 guides whom I work with. Um, so when I get two calls, as, as you do, as Cormac knows, uh, certainly, and uh, in anyone in the tourist business, if you get two calls in one day, it's always for the one hour. So you can't be uh, the power of bilocation. I haven't meant it yet. So uh, I have lots of people to delegate to, uh, and some of them are experts in history some experts in the Irish language and Irish history itself, uh, and of course, others experts in everything from food to whiskey to beer to whatever. So it's never a case of being overbooked. There's always lots of people who are willing to do the work in Galway. Uh, If anything else, we have acres of guides and work is what we want. So this is why we're speaking to you today. Uh, Galway is a unique location when you... uh, as you see, if you can see Galway, you can see the wide Atlantic way, uh, which has been the greatest uh, opener of doors for us because uh, we are the midpoint on the wide Atlantic way. You can come to Galway by train or bus or car or whatever and go north or south and explore the wide Atlantic way. Huge business in that. And people do a destination stay in Galway for a night or two, and then they move on. And that's where we have the opportunity to meet them. With the two groups that I deal with particularly, uh, I uh, find that if I meet them on the first day, first hour they're there, then my tour opens doors for them and suggestions for activities that they can do later on. Uh, the groups we deal with can be as small as two, as large as 40. And of course, if it's multiples of that, then we just get extra tour uh, guides or whatever to look after them. In terms of street tours, uh, 20 people is an optimum, uh, but with speaker sets and whatever, you can do a lot more but I don't even want to see those numbers in COVID times. And I think it'll enhance the visitor experience if we have smaller numbers. Uh, Galway County, we're very lucky. When people refer to Galway, they think of the city, whereas I think of the county, Connemara uh, on the west is a whole destination area. We've just heard about the activities out there. Uh, And of course, you have north, south and east Galway, uh, equally interesting and filled with hotels. Galway itself uh, on Galway Bay, a very interesting city. Uh, just to give you a little map of the city centre there, we've already seen that on Cormac slides. Uh, this is what the city looked like 500 years ago. It really hasn't changed at all. If you look on the bottom right, you can see the Clada Church. And if you look on the centre bottom, you see St. Nicholas's Church. Uh, the streetscape is the same. The city is about a square mile and it was surrounded by a wall, just like Dublin was and many other towns and cities in Ireland. Uh, And that's my stomping ground for the tours. Uh, City has loads of pubs, obviously, lots and lots of activities. uh, And people love to have a quick tour, get a feel for the city, 
uh, and I find that visiting groups, uh, don't forget there's a lot of hotel accommodation in, and Airbnb, of course, in the area. So getting your guests to enjoy an experience in Galway uh, is very easy uh, and can be you know, a real enhancer for the visit to Galway. These are some of the visitors that we've uh, not invited <laughs> uh, and some that we have. And now, of course, with uh, that program, Who Do You Think You Are? Um, I think that we all know about DNA and tracing your roots. It's the single biggest motivator for visitors to the west of Ireland. Other than scenery is tracing your ancestors. And we love to do that here. Uh, I incorporate that DNA story. Uh, and that's one of the stories I'm going to tell you at the end of this presentation. Just bear it in mind. Goa is a medieval city. Uh, if you walk through the Spanish arch, that arch right there in the centre of that photograph, uh, you'll uh, be in the museum. And our museum uh, is just undergoing a huge revamp and will be reopening on the 14th of this month. So a couple of days time, uh, our museum is back open. The place will begin to look normal. We may actually have some business for the summer period, albeit if it's only staycation. Uh, this is the most famous building in the city, Lynch's Castle hanging out and go away. It's a little pun, of course, because the word to lynch or lynching comes from a story that we tell about this. I won't bore you with that story right now, uh, but you can look at my website, uh, gowaywalks.com. I set myself a task in November to write a story a day for 50 days, and I've done it for 70 days. Uh, so there's acres of new stories about Galway uh, and the city. Uh, some of them even I can't remember but they're all a bit of fun, a little tongue-in-cheek, because that's what I find that people relate to. Uh, you've all heard about the Goey Hooker, uh, and then, of course, we have the Goey Hooker beer. And, of course, what I do is I challenge my guests. Uh, once they've tried the Goey Hooker beer, I said, your real challenge is to, uh, somehow or other, get your hands on a Goey Hooker uh, beer tankard. It's a big challenge, because the bars won't sell them, which leads to... An, well, <laughs> underhand methods of doing the same. The Clada, uh, everyone knows about the Clada. I sing the song, if you ever go across the sea to Ireland, and maybe at the closing of your day, you can sit and watch the moonlight over Clada and watch the sun go down on Galway Bay. We have a wonderful cottage re recreated, uh, built five years ago, there on the left. In the Clada itself, the only thatch cottage we have left, and uh, they have a visitor centre there with a tea room and a gorgeous fireplace. I do stories around that fireplace. It's a great place to bring an incentive group, very interesting place to visit. And of course, every shop in town sells the Clada ring. Salt Hill, we're lucky. Galway City not only has an urban centre and an industrial centre, we also, also have a seaside centre, and it has uh, three hotels. Between the three, the Ardalon, the Salt Hill and the Goa Bay Hotel, uh, they can sleep up to 800 people. So in terms of a conference group or a large incentive group, no issue with accommodation looking out on the waters of Goa Bay. Goa races, Goa is always in the news. Uh, you'll see uh, every year in July, we have the Arts Festival and the Racing Festival. And if you're talking about television minutes, we couldn't afford to buy the advertising that that gives us. Culture on the street, uh, the streets are alive in the summer. Uh, the girl on the left is Emma. Uh, she is a Shan Nose, our old style dancer. She's now based out in Calmore Abbey, actually. And you can take Emma on in terms of doing an, an online virtual dance lesson. Or indeed, if you're out in Cunnamara, you can hire her directly. And of course, the buskers in town are brilliant. 
Bowie is busking central. Uh, over 70 buskers are on the streets on a regular basis. So it's never quiet. It's always a bustle and a boom. And you can ask them to play your favorite song. Oh, did I say favorite song? Uh, Go Away Girl, everyone's favorite song. I actually do a Go Away Girl tour. This has become so popular with under 25s or under 30s that I have a full tour of all the locations that Ed Sheeran went to when he recorded his Go Away Girl tour. Um, but of course, the Go Away Girl song was recorded originally in O'Connor's pub. It's my office. I'm the most fortunate guy in Go Away because I have two offices. One is in O'Connor's and the other is O'Connell's. So O'Connor's is in Salt Hill, O'Connell's in Air Square. And I do everything from whiskey and beer tasting to fireside tours. It suits small and medium-sized groups. Uh, in a pub, you want a bit of space. O'Connor's is unique because they don't open till 7.30. And I have exclusive use of the pub from 6 to 7.30 to do my storytelling in there, in front of the fireplace, light the fire, and uh, talk to the people, literally walking between the stools. The place is filled with antiques. And if you're ever stuck for an idea for a story, look around, you'll spot something to tell a story about. O'Connell's has a wonderful backyard, lends itself to groups, uh, uh, large groups, and of course they do food there, which O'Connor's and Salt Hill don't do. Uh, education brings huge numbers of people to Galway City, uh, whether it's conferences or indeed in the summer when they're using the accommodation that the students would use, uh, high-class accommodation. Uh, I would say that they sleep 2,000 people a night during the summer in student accommodation, regular tourists and tour groups. I also deal with a lot of uh, language schools, a lot of groups coming from Spain and Italy and Austria and Germany, uh, you name it, here to learn English. And I do uh, specialized tours for them, introductory tours. It's really an English lesson with some difficult local jargon words and they learn from that experience. We're very lucky here, loads and loads of high-class, top-class companies who bring their executives, their sales teams, their tech teams in for meetings and I do little uh, group tours for them, introductory tours, uh, whatever, it's great fun. Hey, we're in the news every week, every Friday or Saturday or Sunday during the rugby season, we're on television around Europe. People know the place Galway and we're so lucky. Uh, Galway 2020 just finished, we just handed over the baton last week uh, to three cities. They had to get three cities to replace Galway, imagine that. <laughs> uh, we were unlucky, of course, COVID-19 killed off everything. So that's what I do. Uh, tours for ordinary folks and tours with the odd celebrity. You'd never know who'd turn up on your tour. Uh, and of course, uh, that's me. I'm going to bring you back to the hooker slide for one second, because during that uh, November, December period, when I was writing the story a day, I came across a reference to a Galway hooker. These hookers, uh, there are uh, currently 15 boats that the city has just helped restore. So there's a group, two groups actually of hooker sailors, uh, the boats are between 15 and 40 foot long. And the hooker sailors uh, are trained. So all during the winter, we've been training small groups of people, adults and uh, younger people, uh, ordinary, every, everyday people who in the city just want to learn to sail or crew a hooker. So now when we have a festival or an event or a good day of weather in Galway, you can have as many as 15 of these restored boats some of them over 100 years old, sailing on the bay as a backdrop to whatever's happening in the city. It really sets the bay and, and the harbour alive with activity. 
And of course, the red sails, they're so colorful, they make a wonderful photograph. Uh, I was down there helping to restore a boat called the Lovely Anne. You'll hear more about that next week, next week from Kieran Oliver. He does Galway Bay boat tours. And uh, we were sending the boat. And one of the guys mentioned that, oh, in 1870, uh, a family uh, boat owned by the Keneally's had gone out fishing for herring. And what you do is you go out at night in the evening, sail, whatever, five miles offshore, set your herring net and uh, leave it out all night in the morning, haul it in and bring the fish in to sail. Uh, of course, in 1870, there was no refrigeration. So they, they went out and uh, with a bit of a wind and they said, oh, we'll go a bit further out towards the Iron Island, better fishing ground out there. Lo and behold, they hadn't really watched the signs, the seagulls on the shore or whatever, and the boat got swept out to sea. In the process, they lost their mainmast, so they had only a jib sail left. Uh, the boat was swamped, they were freezing cold, the fire that they had lit in a little grate in the centre to heat themselves had gone out with the waves. And uh, two weeks later, two weeks later, they were picked up nearly 500 miles offshore, uh, helpless, there were three of them were still alive up before, and they were picked up by a Norwegian uh, ship that was shipping uh, timber or whatever uh, across to America. So they said, can you bring us back to go away? And he said, no, 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 our next stop is New York. So a week and a half later, they pulled up into New York, 1872, three men in the clothes they left the clad in three or four weeks earlier, no money, speaking probably only Irish, and they land in New York. Well, they weren't exactly hailed as celebrities, but lucky for them, the Irish emigrants had already formed Tammany Hall, this political machine, and they rallied around these three hapless emigrants. They thought they'd stay, but of course they wanted to go home to their, their wives uh, in, in two cases and to their mammy in another case. So uh, they did a whip around and a full 12 weeks later, they arrived home to Galway, having come home via Liverpool, another boat trip to Dublin, I guess a train, Dublin to Galway. They arrived down to Galway to find that their wives had already waked their missing bodies and buried them by proxy, had the funeral masses and so on. And now there were three ghosts in the Clara, three men wandering around with no boat. Don't forget that boat was their livelihood. Uh, and of course, no credulity that they hadn't made a fortune in America, that the boys in America hadn't greased their palm with thousands of dollars or whatever it would be. So it was an, an unlucky event for them, but a unique sailing event. And that's the kind of story I love to research and tell to the groups. When I meet a group, <coughs> excuse me, when I meet a group, I try to get a little background information ahead of time, a few Irish last names, and I can then personalize the story directly to that group or that family or that event or whatever it might be. Their special interest, it might be in craft or it could be in genealogy or, or whatever. Uh, and the tours that I do then, I pluck somewhere from my mind the hundred or so stories, I pluck five or 10 for that. So that's the type of thing I do. Uh, there are lots and lots of tour guides in Galway. It's, if it's a case that I'm busy, I'll be able to pass it on to someone else. I know one thing, I miss the tours so much. I know that you guys miss your tours so much. Together, we'll be okay together. Next year, the year after, I think there's a pent up demand. And I think that we'll have to just put on our creative hats, keep our name out there. And that's what you'll do, that's what I'll do. 
Uh, if you want to look at my Facebook page, walking towards the Galway, GalwayWalks.com, and at GalwayWalks on Twitter and Instagram and all the rest of it. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Brian. And thank you for that story. So very interesting. I love hearing these um, parts of history and, uh, oh God, I can't imagine how those guys felt came, coming back to Galway to find they had been buried by proxy. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Well, you can, um, just, you can just imagine what it, what it was like for them. Uh, and this story had been forgotten and just resurrected. Uh, the museum are doing a special uh, pageant on stories like that. So they've just started picking up local stories and I think it's fantastic. It is. Thanks so much, Brian. Anybody would like to ask Brian a question? You can unmute yourself there, pop your hand up, or if you want to pop it in the question box there. Lots of lovely comments. Uh, Brian, brilliant and fa fascinating from Armando. Any foreign language guides that you can um, recommend in your cohort there? Yeah, um, uh, there are two girls that I, I, I give a lot of work to in Spanish tours. Um, and there's another lady who does uh, French. And one of my own guides is uh, fluent in uh, real Connemara Irish. Uh, so we do Irish tours. And curiously, that same gentleman has very good German. So yeah, we can, we can do foreign language tours. As I said to you about the foreign language groups, a lot of them want to hear English spoken in the vernacular, uh, and it's a different voice to their teacher that they've heard all day long. So you're challenging them, you're doing a bit of role play with them, that type of thing. Um, and particularly these, I'm, I'm saying kids, they're usually late teens, early 20s. You have to, to be animated to keep them engaged. And uh, I love that challenge. Uh, and the people I use for those tours particularly love that challenge. Uh, we've all been vetted uh, in terms of uh, guard of vetting and so on. And of course, we the new COVID-19 health charter and so on, all that stuff we've all done and we're all registered guides. Thanks, Brian. Just a question here from Dara, uh, from the hotel's perspective, will there be scheduled tours this summer? And if so, where would the starting point be? Uh, that's a good question, Dara. Um, I've kept the message up on my website that because of COVID-19 restrictions, we're not doing tours yet. Um, I will probably take that down on the 1st of July, but probably not before that, uh, and start doing ad hoc and FIT tours. Uh, there won't be real group tours. I don't imagine we should do. Uh, there will be some people doing scheduled tours, probably operating from the tourist office if they reopen. Uh, if they don't reopen, um, uh, we're having a walking tour festival uh, scheduled right now for the, I think it's the uh, third or fourth weekend of June, and that will be our first foot in the water. We're being cautious, obviously. The last thing we want is to uh, be spotted with 20 tourists from wherever um, in any unsafe manner. It's difficult to give a walking tour wearing a mask. Um, I've done it. Um, you know, for small, small groups, twos and threes and fours. Uh, so to answer your question, Dara, um, I would suggest that watch this space. We'll all be sending out our references to the, the hotels saying, walking to a starting at juries, at the museum, at the tourist office. But nobody has put their head above the parapet yet because we're a little scared to do so until we get a sort of a safety clearance. Okay. Thank you, Brian, and thank you so much for your presentation. Lots of lovely comments in the chat box if you want to have a look. Very informative. Hello. 
Uh, did someone else want to ask something? I, I just, oh, can I Ashley? ask, um, can you tell us a little more about the Walking Tour Festival? Sounds intriguing. Uh, what the city have done through the tourism officer in the city, uh, he has persuaded us to put on a multiple of tours over a weekend. Uh, we had it planned for last June or July, and uh, it just couldn't happen because of restrictions. So we postponed it. And uh, we had 26 guides signed up doing everything from river walk tours to uh, haunted tours um, and to regular history tours. So um, it, it has its own website. Um, and I'll say that there'll be a lot of publicity about it if we get the green light. We've just had our most recent meeting, which was very promising. And uh, if numbers stay as they are, I suspect we'll be doing it. Don't forget the hotels open on June 7, Dara, is that right? Um, second. Yeah. Second. Uh, and um, we, we'd be able to travel intra-county. Uh, so I think that, um, or inter-county rather, uh, I think we'll be ready to roll uh, just at the festival. It's a great idea. Was to do a big blast so that people then yeah. would, would know if they come to Galway or indeed Kilkenny or wherever, that they would be tour guides ready yeah. to on the walk so it's our big splash to say we're back well best of luck with it brian it sounds like a great idea oh and by the way the tours for that weekend are free thanks ashley and great question i'll get some more information on that walking tour actually because it's it's been on, it's been on my mind and i can circulate it with you as, as well as a it would be great something that might repeat every year though maybe you know um oh. it's it's cutting our teeth and a lot of the yeah. new newer younger guys don't forget that uh, through Fulch Ireland and, and uh, the various other agencies, we've been training tour guides all winter and all last winter. So there are a whole tranche of new tour guides who really haven't had a chance to dip their foot in the water yet. And, you know, I love the new guides coming up because they've a new energy to them. Um, okay, they're competition, but there's plenty of business. It's a great family summer activity, do a tour new location, you want to find out where the restaurants are and who better to ask than the local walking tour guide. Thank you, Brian.